I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What is it with cyclists and coffee? Faima and Café Colombia are just two of the brands who've had an iconic involvement in the sport, but recent years have seen an explosion of cycling-themed cafes anywhere there are cyclists. And no pro-rider's kitchen is complete without an incredibly expensive and complex espresso machine. And, of course, pro-cyclists with their own brands. Five Rings is the latest, from Olympians Callum Skinner, Philip Hines and Owen Dool. Owen joins us to talk coffee and his disrupted racing season. This is the Ruler podcast, supported by Lacquer, bicycle insurance powered by the community. So, Owen Dool of uh, Team Ineos, Team GB, and Five Rings Coffee, uh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Obviously, a bit of a strange time for, for everyone, but kind of trying to crack on as, as normal, um, training away. Hopefully, get back to racing soon, and um, yeah, just making the most of this of this different time, I guess. Oh, you say training away? You've just come back from a five-hour training ride, is that right? Yeah, so that, that's the thing. I think um, if anything, I'm probably training more now than I would be at this time of year, anyway. Because the big difference is obviously once you enter the racing season, you're you're always kind of spinning plates between training, recovering from racing tapering into races so you don't actually have that much time to train once the, the year starts um so in terms of training load i'm probably doing a lot more now than i would do april for example i ended up with like a higher t- training stress score and more hours than i would do normally in a racing year so um yeah it's a bit strange it's going to be weird when everyone does start racing again as well isn't it because everyone's going to have been doing different things it's going to be super interesting you know i know some guys who've literally been doing one hour a day on the turbo and that's it I know some guys have been doing 30-hour weeks on the turbo. Um, I think it's just whatever you're comfortable with and don't think there's a, a right or wrong answer. Um, hopefully, I'm doing the right one. But uh, yeah, when we get back to racing, it'll be interesting. Well, last time we um, spoke on the podcast, I think you were just back from the Vuelta and about to do the uh, London Six Day. And what, what was the plan for this year? Because the Vuelta was kind of your first introduction to a big grand tour wasn't it yeah so originally my kind of the, the whole year was based around having a big first part of the year um so obviously I started out at down under it would be then into the classics with a big focus on that and then aiming to do the giro and then having not more, like a more relaxed second half of the year but more of um 
yeah, not having to chase that kind of grand tour selection for the second half of the year and, and target some smaller stuff, maybe, you know, like the Tour of Britain or the Canadian races. But obviously that's all out the window and it's looking like I'm going to have very busy um, back end of the year instead. So uh, Yeah, it looks like a busy autumn for everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, big time. And, and it, it's, you know, it, it's a difficult calendar, especially for, for me with wanting to do originally the Giro and the Classics and now they're both on at the same time. So uh, I'm not sure which one I'm going to end up doing. Now, Five Rings Coffee, uh, which is your um, new project with uh, Philip Hines, and um callum skinner um where did all that where did that come from obviously the three of us um have been mates what since 2012 when we first got into the great britain um academy obviously phil and callum are both track sprinters um we all went to rio together but we've always had a massive passion for coffee i think it all kind of started with phil and then you kind of just once you kind of do start doing the podium stuff and that kind of lifestyle of being a professional athlete, you kind of get introduced to coffee and the appreciation for it. And so it was something we've always been really, really keen on. And then it was pretty much towards the end of the last year, we kind of thought we wouldn't mind doing a bit of a side venture as a collective, really. So we decided to form Five Rings Coffee. And we set it up actually in the end of 2019. Um, and we launched or what was it the 18th of May and it's gone so really well so far um and it's something we're we're super passionate about and I think so far the response to it has been amazing and I think you know if you think oh what you set up the end of 2019 it's taken almost six months to get it off the ground but I think that's partly because of our personalities and kind of the backgrounds we have especially with track cycling where I, I wouldn't use you know wouldn't want to use the word like marginal gains but I think with track cycling when the events are so tight and the margins are so small, every detail you do on the track is analysed. Um, and I think we've kind of applied that same philosophy to to the company now, you know, even from what cards we use to send up with a coffee, which bags we use, what fonts we use, you know, everything takes us a while to actually go through and decide on what we're doing. But to finally be here now and have the, have the, the product out there, we're, we're super proud of it. And how do you go about actually sort of setting up a, a, a coffee company or choosing the coffee? Because presumably you're not growing it yourself. It's it's a question of choosing the blends or whatever, is it? Yeah, yeah. So obviously bean selection is a big thing. And that's kind of one of the strengths, I'd say, of five rings at the minute is everyone brings something different to the table. So obviously Callum retired after after Rio 2016. Um, and he's been doing quite a lot in, in different industries and especially around marketing and business projects and stuff like that. So you've had in the, in the kind of four years since he stopped racing or not even four years, he stopped us the Commonwealth Games, I think. So three years, he's actually had a, quite a big of an insight into that kind of world and learned quite a lot. And then to be fair, Phil's, Phil's probably the most anorak of us out of the coffee lot. Um, so he's actually done like roasting courses and barista courses before in his spare time. And then I'm not really sure what I bring to the table, to be honest, maybe some ideas and, and contacts, but um which it just kind of made sense to us to set up. And how do you decide on, because how many coffees have you actually got? It's not just the one, is it? Yes, yeah, so we have two, um, two single origin coffees at the minute. So obviously a single origin is um, just one bean, whereas obviously a blend would be a mixture of beans. And again, you know, we, we probably could have launched with a few more coffees to start with. But again, kind of going back to that, the analytical side of stuff, um, we wanted to make sure that we did two really, really world-class coffees instead of, you know, releasing five or six obviously with the aim of as as time goes on to introduce more coffees into the range and one thing we kind of 
we're, we're big on and one of the ideals of kind of setting it up was that coffee really actually connects people you know whether say if you, if you don't know someone or your best mates with them or you're going on a first date you know coffee's always something which is suggested you know let, let's go for a coffee um whether that's in a, a social setting a business setting whatever and over coffee you kind of you share experiences ideas stories um and as a group we've had some amazing experiences and big moments in our lives together so part of that the kind of brand and the ideas behind the coffees and the names we give them are based on events which we have so there's one for example the cali crash which is all based around the track world championships in in colombia in 2014 and how that competition although it did not go well for us whatsoever i think like for me personally i was part of the team pursuit we finished eighth and that was the the worst team pursuit ride in well since 1998 i think for a gb team is you know it's moments like that which kind of form you into the people you are um and then the other single origin we have is a brazilian coffee called blind faith and that's kind of all based around the aftermath of of rio what is it about sonicling and coffee do you think um especially recently uh, the yeah everyone is involved in coffee or everyone is talking about coffee i think coffee and cycling they're just synonymous almost from an early age you're almost brought up into that culture you know, I remember going out on club runs when I was when I was thirteen or fourteen, and you'd be out in, you know, big groups of thirty riders, um, and there'd be a coffee stop somewhere, but not a coffee stop like we know it now, but more, you know, whether that was um, like a burger van on the side of the road, or just a, a you know a tea house or a coffee house, and you know everyone would pile in, and if you were the last person in, you, by the time you actually got your coffee and your cake, you probably have about three minutes to finish it before the ride set off, but as the coffee industry's just got bigger and bigger in the UK. The level of quality of coffee's gone up, and that's what people expect now. And I think that's kind of partly what we've grown up with as well. Um, and that's one thing which is actually very strange at the minute for me is, you know, I, I love a coffee stop on my rides. You know, there's not many rides unless I'm doing a really big effort-specific day where I won't stop for a coffee. And even days like that, I might stop right at the end of the ride. You know, if, I, if I'm trading six days a week i'll probably stop at a cafe at least four times so to not have that luxury now you kind of appreciate it a lot more listen owen thank you for joining us uh, good luck with uh, five rings coffee and good luck with the rest of the season um if and when it actually uh, gets off the ground yeah fingers crossed um at the minute it's good it's looking it's looking positive it's great to have a, a preliminary race calendar and you know something to aim towards and yeah, for now, Five Rings is doing great. And if anyone wants to, to check it out, um, we're on all social platforms, um, just at Five Rings Coffee. And the website is exactly the same. So uh, have a look, see what you think, and hopefully buy a bag. You're listening to The Ruler Podcast, supported by Lacquer, bicycle insurance powered by the community. So my name is Oren Peleg, and I'm an investor in Lacquer. Three things that really caught my eye. The first one is, is they're looking to change the insurance industry, which is a very large industry and I think needs change. The second thing is, is I'm deeply passionate about getting people onto wheel. We need to address our congestion and pollution crisis and I believe that two wheels have a massive role to play in that. And the third thing is, I can see a growing trend around companies building on the strong communities that they have and I think Lacquer's business model in the way they tap into the community of cyclists is something that's very much on trend at the moment.
And you can find more about LACA's unique approach to insurance on their website, laka.co.uk. So Miles Baker-Clark uh, from Rouleur, Owen Dahl couldn't quite pin down what it is about um, cycling and coffee, but there's, there's no doubt that it's part of the whole culture, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's unmistakable, but even riders that don't like coffee, you know, everyone's familiar with stopping at the, the coffee shop before or middle or end of a ride just to have a chinwag and share a coffee. And there's always that kind of inevitable discussion about how how best to have a coffee and what coffees are not allowed before which time particularly if you're anywhere on the continent but yeah I mean it's been entangled for years and you, there's very few cyclists out there who don't like coffee and I mean I'm a bit of an obsessive myself so um, I suppose I'm prime example of just that. So if you're a bit of an obsessive will you be sampling uh, the five rings coffee to see whether it's uh, worthy of uh, worthy of your approval? Well absolutely I mean Owen has been kind enough to to send me a sample and while i've not brewed up yet um i'm assured it's uh, going to be delicious and certainly i've done that thing where you cut open the bag and have a long deep inhale of the beans already but i mean the reason he sent me a, a little packet was because i mean we already sell a bit of coffee in the ruler store partly because of that previous conversation about cycling and coffee being so kind of entangled we sell loads of it. People not only do people love having coffee delivered because everything in the parcel smells deliciously of coffee, but because there's a, a certain convenience of having it delivered for starters. But also, currently, we stock a really cool brand uh, out of Belgium called Il Madestale. They do a couple of really nice cycling-inspired blends, so with flavors that you might recognize in famous riders of of history and that kind of thing. So it's all very playful, but you know, ultimately very delicious. My favourite is the one named after Coppy, which is just so smooth, as you would imagine. But yeah, five rings will fit in nicely. So I'll um, I'll report back on the next podcast, perhaps, Ian, and let you know how that tastes. Okay. And uh, the, are the Ruler coffee cups still available? Um, we did have our, a range of our own coffee cups at one point, And unfortunately, we vastly underestimated uh, the demand. So we don't have any of those left. But we do stock a couple of nice espresso cups uh, from El Magistrale for one and Cinelli do a couple of really nice ones um, and we also stock uh, Campagnolo ones so you've got some choice in the store and obviously you pick up a, a little a little bag of beans while you're at it and, and it makes it quite a, a nice gift for yourself or for somebody else or that kind of thing but all manner of coffee accoutrement available um, online aplenty so no we uh, we can't really complain um and especially when the staff are so very much uh coffee obsessives and the next issue of arula 20.4 must be arriving through people's letterboxes pretty soon what's in it yeah it won't be long actually um i think it's landing with subscribers in about a couple of weeks um and the issue focuses on the future of the sport which is really exciting, um, not only in the in the short term, but also obviously in the long term. Um, we've actually got an amazing, amazing cover, which everybody's going to absolutely love. I won't spoil it here, but it's um, it's illustrated completely and um, it's unlike anything we've ever done before on a cover. So I'm really excited for people to see it. But we're kind of in this weird position where we don't really know what's happening with racing, but actually it's freed us up to focus on all manner of different areas of content, which is really cool. And I mean, coronavirus has put its own challenges across everything we do. You may or may not know, but 
I'm generally fairly involved with with desire and the desire shoots that we do and how we feature product and that kind of thing. As Stu might have mentioned before, this shoot for 20.4 had to be done entirely in isolation, as you can imagine. Now, fortunately, Benedict is incredibly resourceful and has a very nice house and has put together a, another amazing shoot and featuring brands like Attacker uh, and Pock and Giro and Rafa. Um, and it's a really cool shoot, and but admittedly very different for anything we've done recently. But apart, as part of Desire, we've also, we've also started to focus a bit more on the details. And we've got a new section called Desire Details which is a little bit of a spotlight on certain products and um, a bit more information about them and our kind of natural, unusual, shall we say, photography. So for this issue, we've got this incredible new watch from Tag Her, for example, a 3D printed physique saddle, which the photos are phenomenal for. Um, you'll, you'll enjoy that one. And a variety of stuff from the shop, which um, are... Our other design photographer, Sean Hardy, has kind of let, been given carte blanche to do whatever he likes with. So um, that's going to be a bit of a playful fun in this issue of Desire. So more pages than normal, more product than usual, but how it's one of the best we've done in a while. So really looking forward to seeing that. And are people still buying cycling kit and still buying stuff um, from the website? Probably more than ever particularly in the last couple of weeks since things have started to open up globally, kit sales have just jumped. So, I mean, we, we really carefully curate what kit we have on the store. And actually, we're, we're more and more featuring stuff in Desire and, and on the store kind of in parallel. Stuff we feature in Desire, we also sell. So, for example, you know, you see uh, we've got a pair of really cool snakeskin CD uh, shoes in this issue of Desire. And I mean, they're absolutely wicked. We want people to see those in, in the mag and think, actually, I could really fancy a pair of those. Jump on the store and there you go. So we're doing that more and more at the moment. So in terms of kit, I mean, we've got a few brands on there at the moment with more to come. So we sell um, some stuff from, from the wool experts, Ashmay. Uh, we've got pieces from Isidore, a couple of helmet brands as well, Sweet Protection and Limar. Um, and actually my favorite section, because I'm a bit of a, sunglasses geek um we've got alba optics on there which desire aficionados will be well familiar with by now but just an awesome range of sunglasses on there um and soon to be 100 percent as well so what you've got is a really nicely curated online store of brands that you might not see every day some that you might and some that you certainly won't all in one place so i imagine a bit like walking past gucci on the high street and looking in that shop window and our shop window is Rue Desire, so in the market or elsewhere. And then you can jump onto the Emporium and, and shop your your fantasies to your heart desire. So pop back in and, and get your eye on something. I'm sure there's bits and pieces you'll um, be all over in. Well, have you got anything that uh, would fit on a on an old but still beautiful Cassati? Now, that's a good question. I'll tell you what immediately springs to mind. We've recently launched um, a couple of products from Ceramic Speed. Um, one of which is this absolutely ridiculous, but frankly beautiful, 3D printed titanium oversized pulley wheel, which is their kind of rear, de rear derailleur system that saves you X watts at certain speed. But really, most people get it for, for the design. But it's um, 3D printed, as I said, in titanium, so super light, 
very expensive but perfect to go with that campag on that Casati wheels. Yeah, it's probably worth more than the bike, actually. Possibly. I think it's about £1,400 retail, just for your record. Yeah, well, it's, a lot more, it's worth a lot more than my bike, but obviously my bike is uh, valuable in other ways. But, okay, thanks, uh, Miles. I'll certainly uh, look out for that and um, uh, catch you on the next podcast. Thanks, Ian. Take care. And that's it from this podcast. We'll be back with a long read in a week's time. Do check out the Ruler Emporium. And while you're there, if you haven't already, take out a subscription. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.